Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. When I was rounding up content for a recent newsletter, I came across this study that was done with 14,000 consumers who shared how social media influences their purchasing decisions and what platforms they interact with at each step in their buying journey. I did share the article in my March 8th newsletter, which by the way, if you're not on the list yet, head to ecommercebadassery.com forward slash free stuff to sign up. But I've also included the infographic in the full show notes of this episode, which you can get at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 111. And I do recommend that you go check it out after listening to the episode, We're going to go through a good bit of it here, but not all of it because listening to me spout off a bunch of statistics isn't super fun. But for today's episode, I wanted to point out some of the high level aha moments, and then we'll talk about how you can use this data to influence your social media marketing strategy. And we're even going to brainstorm an example social media marketing and content strategy together at the end but I want to make sure you understand the data first so you know why I'm going to make the recommendations that I'm going to make. As I mentioned, the study is based on the response of 14,000 global customers, so it's a pretty good sample size. And of that 14,000, 76% of them said they are influenced to shop via social media, which if you were doubting whether or not social was an important part of the customer journey... Now you know. But more importantly, if we want to understand how we can leverage social media for our e commerce business, we need to understand how customers use social media to shop. And there are seven main behaviors that the study focused on using social for shopping inspiration, stumbling across something in our feed or stories, shopping from influencer recommendations or links shopping from brands they follow, shopping from recommendations from friends and family, actively looking for products to buy on social, and then using social media for information gathering. The statistics on these range from 38% to 65% saying yes, the lowest being actively looking for products to buy and the highest saying they use social media for shopping inspiration. So what does it tell us? Well, it solidifies something we kind of already knew, and that's the fact that when we're posting on social and asking people to buy our shit, we are interrupting their native behavior. Sure, they're happy to shop when they find a product that is the right fit, but we can't expect that they're going to take action every time we share something. 
So just because we don't see the direct ROI from social we wish we had, that doesn't mean there isn't value in continuing to show up. The trick is to take what we know and what we're learning from this study and apply it to our strategy, which we're definitely going to talk about. But first, let's cover a few more statistics. This next data set, which I found super interesting, gives us insight into which platforms consumers use for which shopping behavior. And here they looked at five main behaviors, shopping inspiration, stumbling across something in the feed, information gathering, recommendations from friends and family, and paid influencer recommendations. And they broke each of these down over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Pinterest. If you're a visual person like me, go look at the infographic, ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 111. They laid this out in a chart that makes it a bit easier to absorb. So how did this shake out? Well, when it comes to shopping inspiration, no surprise, but it happens on all six platforms. Next, we have stumbling across something in their feed, and that's on all platforms except for YouTube, which makes sense. Third, we have information gathering. This shows up on all platforms except for Facebook. Recommendations from friends and family, only on Facebook. And then paid influencer recommendations is showing only on YouTube. I'm a little weary of that last statement. My gut is telling me that paid influencer recommendations on Instagram are likely also powerful. But if you think about the experience on YouTube and the life of content there, it does make sense that it would win out. Okay, we're going to talk a few more statistics real quick, and then we're going to dig into how you can use this to help strategize your social media marketing. In terms of which industries dominate on social media, beauty and apparel are the clear front runners with home and health and wellness next in line. So definitely consider your industry when you decide how much effort you want to put into social selling versus maybe in-person markets or wholesale. When it comes to who people are influenced by most on social, Subject matter experts are leading the charge over social media stars or celebrities. And then lastly, 53% of respondents said they have tried shopping via a live stream event. Okay, that was a lot of numbers. I know. But it's important to set the stage, so now let's get into the good stuff. So what have we learned? Here are my high-level takeaways. Industry matters when it comes to making buying decisions online, and depending on what industry you're in, you may want to lean into other channels more than social for better ROI. Consumers are more likely to purchase something on social if it's recommended by a subject matter expert versus a celebrity. Different social media platforms serve different purposes, and we should adapt our content and pick our partners wisely to better line up with these customer behaviors. So let's do an exercise together based on what we learned. Let's create a social media marketing and content strategy for a makeup brand. Of course, this won't apply to all of you, but it's one of the most robust, and I think it will serve as a good starting point that you can adjust for your own business. Now, in terms of the platforms for this exercise, we're going to use all of them except for Twitter, though you do not, and I repeat, you do not have to use all the platforms in your business, but I want to cover them all so you can see how you might use them. 
And one quick disclaimer, I'm not an expert on all social media platforms. I'm not an expert on any social media platform, honestly. So make sure you do a bit of your own due diligence, research, and testing when you're implementing your own strategy. And then one more quick note before we dive in. Even though we're not going to talk about Twitter in this example because of all the social platforms, this is the platform I am the least up to date with because I haven't used it in a long time and it's never quite been my jam. I want to give a few insights based on the bit of quick research that I did. One, Twitter dominates in terms of news and information. So if you're in an industry that is constantly changing and evolving or something that is super innovative, maybe it's a good space for you especially with Twitter communities and spaces. Plus, they have been testing new shopping features on the app, like shopping from a post and even live sales. And while I don't think it's available to all businesses yet, if your person, your customer is there, you may want to keep your eye out. Okay, so let's dive into how I would use each of these social platforms for a makeup business based on what we learned from this study. And let's start with the personality or the face of the brand. We do know that in terms of influencers, subject matter experts have the most influence over our purchasing decisions. So if you as the founder is not the subject matter expert or doesn't want to be the face of the business, then the first thing we need to do is find other subject matter experts. This could be in the form of partnerships with beauty bloggers or brand ambassadors or even bringing in a makeup artist that can be your in-house content creator. Now that we have our subject matter expert, let's talk about the type of content we would likely want to create. The obvious for a makeup brand is tutorial videos, and this can take a few different forms. For instance, you can be technique specific like getting the perfect cat eye, properly prepping your skin for makeup application, or finding your foundation shade match. And you can even build on that foundation match idea by going deeper into the basics of how to determine your skin undertones, which leads into picking the right eyeshadow colors, blush colors, lipstick, etc. You can build on the cat eye topic too. Maybe you break it out into multiple videos depending upon the person's eye shape, for example. Or zoom out a bit and do general look tutorials like date night, seasonal looks, Halloween makeup inspiration. You can also do comparisons of your own product line. So if you have multiple different mascaras, do a deep dive video where you compare the products, what they do and who they're good for. Maybe you want to do a tool comparison. So if you have a foundation, show the different application techniques, fingers versus foundation brush versus sponge, for example. You'll also want to think about what are the most common questions people have about your product. You can do a deep dive or a Q&A on a specific product in your line based on those questions. You get the idea though, right? There are tons of different ways that you can slice and dice this content. Okay, so let's think about what this content looks like on each of these channels. And I want you to keep in mind how consumers behave on these different channels and how they find information. We'll also want to keep in mind how we would take the topic or content piece and transform it to fit the platform that we're sharing on. For the sake of simplicity, we're going to use the cat eye tutorial as an example so you can see how it would break down over the different channels. Let's start with YouTube and Pinterest since they're both search engines. We already know that people go to these channels for shopping inspiration and information gathering. And if you think about how most people discover content on these platforms, it's by searching for something specific. 
So maybe they're searching for how to get the perfect cat eye. On YouTube, maybe you have your own channel and a tutorial video where you walk the person through the steps to create the perfect cat eye. And you're also talking about why your product is the best for it. Maybe it's because of the way the product applies, the ergonomics of the product's handle, whatever it is that makes yours the best. But how would that look on Pinterest? Pinterest is still an image-driven platform, so you can take photos for each step of your tutorial and put them in one collage image for Pinterest, which you can link either to the full YouTube tutorial or better yet, a version of the video on your website. Then in the description of the YouTube video, the Pinterest pin, and the blog post you created on your site, you're going to list out the products you used in the tutorial video. If you want to take it a step further, maybe you partner with a YouTube beauty blogger and do a sponsored video with them where they do the tutorial and use your product. Now you're touching the paid influencer recommendations on YouTube along with the information gathering and shopping inspiration for YouTube and Pinterest. What would this content then look like on Facebook? In this day and age, the best way to use Facebook for your e-commerce business is with a Facebook group. I talk more about this on episode 29 of the podcast, so check that out if you're interested. But you could create an interest-based Facebook group for makeup lovers and do the tutorial live in the group, and then sell the products you use during that video live as well. If you have multiple different eyeliners, the group is also a great place to do the deep dive comparing the items that we talked about earlier. If you want to get really fancy, you could even hold a drawing for two to three people in the group to be able to get on that video with you and get a personalized tutorial, either live in the group or maybe you do a private virtual meeting. And you could encourage the sharing of your brand on Facebook and product in order for them to qualify so you can feed the natural friends and family recommendations on Facebook as well. Okay, so what about TikTok? I'm not sure if it's available yet, but recently TikTok announced that you will be able to upload videos as long as 10 minutes onto the platform. I don't think anyone is sure yet how well those long form videos are going to perform, but you could probably do a full tutorial in 10 minutes. You could always test that out while also sharing a sped up version of your tutorial or just do some before and after transitions to pique people's interest. On Instagram, you have a few different ways you could translate this content. You can, of course, do a sped up tutorial as a reel. You could do the full tutorial in a live format, or you might even take a hint from Pinterest and put each step of the tutorial on a separate image and upload it as a carousel to your feed. Ultimately, the biggest takeaway from all of this is that the main shopping behavior that people have on social media is for research and inspiration. So even when you're not doing a tutorial, doing a video just walking people through what's new to your product line or available in your store is a really great way to get them engaged and excited about what you offer. The real trick is, how do you get them to engage with you off of your social channels and onto your email list or your website? If you haven't listened to last week's episode with the CEO of ManyChat, you should definitely check that out. It's episode 109. He shared some awesome ideas on how you can use your social media engagement to grow your email list using automation, which would be the perfect complement to what we're talking about here. Sticking with the eyeliner and cat eye example, 
Using a tool like ManyChat, you could have a call to action in your tutorial video on Instagram where you say, hey, DM me the fire emoji to get a coupon to try the eyeliner you're featuring in the video. Then you have an automated message to the user for them to sign up for your email or SMS list to get the coupon. It's a pretty nifty tool and it's 100% compliant with Instagram. At the end of the day, when it comes to social media, we spend so much time, energy, and effort into creating so much damn content. And so I want to make sure you're really taking the time to think it all through, to be strategic, and to make sure that you're taking that next step so you can see actual ROI from all of your efforts. And here's the thing. Not a lot of brands are doing this well. So if you're the 1% that goes all in, there's really no reason why you can't be successful. And that, my friends, is a wrap for today. Don't forget to check the full show notes so you can see all the data that came from that study and start digging in. Thanks again for spending your time with me today, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.